What started as a very strange mission filled with intrigue and suspicion has led to a shocking revelation for our friends. Everything they thought they knew about their worlds is wrong, and now they have the entire universe spread out in front of them. Their old lives are no more, leaving only questions about the strange new world they find themselves in called the Alliance. A world of freedom, of choices, and a world with its own mysteries. The universe is a strange place and it's theirs to explore, but at least they aren't exploring it alone. They find themselves with two very unexpected allies who are willing to do whatever they need to help them settle into this new place and help them figure out exactly what was going on with that mission. We are now, officially, aboard the Opal Star. the shit out of my other group when I had to move them on here. <laughs> Do they have someone else besides Craig? No, Craig's the only recording bot I know of. It's just we've never recorded on Discord before. I was just like, hey, we just want to use my server since I'm going to be editing all of this anyway. Okay, so last time when we went off, I believe we were still in the med bay. There was talk about going to check out a library, but before you do that, let's be like, oh, one second before y'all leave. Would you guys mind if we just kind of go ahead and do like a quick medical scan? Just for our records. So if y'all get hurt, we can fix you easier. I, like, is this, is this just so the computer has a record of like what race we are? Or? It, it just kind of gets all of your baseline medical information, looks for anything that, like, any illnesses, allergies, stuff like that. It's not as invasive as it sounds. It's just a scan, and the records, we can't really access it unless the computer detects you're having a medical issue related to one of those. It, it just makes it easier. So if y'all get hurt, we know how to treat you. Mm. Sure. Uh, I have a little thing I want you to promise me. What is it? Please don't tell anybody that I'm here. I mean, I haven't, but why not? I would like to have some control over the spread of that knowledge. Okay. I mean, think of the impact, the show, the drama. Yeah, I see that. Also, I, I don't think Spectre would be excited about all the fangirls swarming the ship. That's also a good reason. And fanboys. You have a lot of those. Fan peeps? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can work with that. Alrighty. I know technically dentists don't have tails, but I want Tali to have one, so she has this little tail, like, it's short, it, like, maybe goes down to her knees. She just has one, because I want her to. There you go. <laughs> so it's just kind of, like, wiggling back and forth like a cat's tail. <laughs> I have my rules! <laughs> <laughs> it's my game, I want her to have a tail. It's called homebrewing, okay? She's just gonna like, point to like, a little race platform, like, yeah, just step up here and it'll it just takes a second Scan up to the platform and then there's pulsing noise and you see like this light that shines on you and tally's just checking something on a tablet all right good nothing out of the ordinary okay good to go who's next i'll go next all right up on up the same thing happens with you she's tapping around like 
okay, nothing out of the ordinary. And I'll peek over her shoulder at the readout for <laughs> I think most of it's actually probably going to be in Dindis just because it's her first language. But it, when she sees you kind of peeking on her shoulder, it's like, oh, it's just alerting us if there's any illnesses or things we need to watch out for. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I need to go. <laughs> things that they can't eat and stuff like that. But before library, I should probably show y'all where the rooms are first. It's okay. There's probably a dotted line. But you're welcome to join. Right here, let's finish this part. Completely forgot my drawing of the maps. <laughs> library is actually it's like right next door. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I think I'm the last one to go up, so yeah. I go up onto the platform. Alright, and like I said, same thing happens. There's a pulse lane. She's like, hey, and alright. Okay. Also sending y'all the maps. They're very, very simple maps, but still probably some of my best work so far. Since you were in the helm, you would be on floor two. You came in on floor one, which is the first one, but you didn't see a lot because you would have been taken directly upstairs. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, we're good. What do y'all want to do now? Want to see the library? Want to see your quarters? Get the grand tour? Sure, let's go on this tour. Yeah, tour. All right. So right this way, and she turns and says something to the Bel Air Scout, and she's like, just letting him know that I'll be back. I don't know how long he's been asleep, but he's been around for a while. will be alright, though. And she walks in and is like, okay, come on this way. Stay tight. Alright. And I fall. The door behind him is where we have our sort of quarantine area that's also good if you need, like, long-term care so you can sort of stay away from everyone. This door across the hall, as you guys know, it's where you got the uniforms. We also keep some of our weapons up there. The armory is going to be in the other hall. And also, there are more halls sort of between where the rooms are. I just didn't pick that. You don't have to walk through the helm to get to everything. Imagine that would be annoying. Yeah. Also, I haven't labeled some of these rooms, so we can decide what's going to be in them later. Okay. So she points to room. This is where our library is. It's a lot bigger than the one that they had on the other ship, which is just like a couple books in the cargo hold. Both of the walls are lined with shelves that are filled with books. There's also a couple tables with, it kind of looks like glass displays and she'll walk up and tap on the one and it sort of lights up like a computer screen would. Okay. Oh, this is perfect. We like to have a lot of books here, but obviously we can't have all of the information physically in books. So these computers can access most of what's available in Alliance databases, which is a lot of information. May not be able to pull up everything all at once, but pretty open about stuff. Easy to use. If you guys want to do specific research, we can work on setting y'all up your own individual profiles. You can also access the shadow net through here, which, oh, that reminds me. Eileen, when you access your shadow net through here, you'll be connected to some of the Alliance shadow net servers. Okay. So does that mean that I'm not connected at all with the Federation servers anymore? Oh, no, you can still connect with them. It's just since the Alliance is still trying to figure out the Federation, we don't give just anyone access to our stuff. But since mm-hmm. you're kind of Alliance now, you'll be able to access and communicate with more people. All right. Sounds good. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe wait to do that until Spectra's had a chance to talk to her handlers, just so they don't freak out on us, because I don't think we were supposed to take anyone out of the Federation. 
I'll be fine with it. It's just that's not the best way for them to find out. All right. Well, wait, do you know when Spectra will have a chance to talk to them? She's probably giving a basic report now and with our new scout friend and she kind of starts walking out and gesturing for you to follow her as she talks. We'll probably have to stop by one of their bases nearby. Maybe introduce y'all to a couple of people. Farad, if you don't want to think you're blasted, they're not going to have an issue with that. They might want to talk to you guys, but it should be pretty chill. Just sort of welcome to the Alliance thing. Is this the kind of people that I'm going to have to like? And I'm going to cast Mask Appearance and change my face to just... It's a, it's a completely different person. Same hair, same body, but just the face is... Completely... I mean, if you want to? I mean, it'd make life easier. You may think it's a little weird that you're hiding who you are, but we're probably not going to see a whole lot of people when we go in. Okay, then I'll just keep this ready in case I have to subtly change what I look like. Okay, it's up to you. I'm not wanting everyone to flock to you when you just realized you're famous. Yep. So these rooms here are studies, and she walks you by the other rooms, which I have not decided what they are yet, and then I will decide what they're going to be later, depending on what we need. As she's walking by, she points out, yeah, got the supply closet here in the armory, and let's go up a level. There's a lot more fun stuff up there. So you guys go up a level, and so you come up around where it says floor three on there. Okay. No, I'm going to have y'all come up on the up opposite side. We can get to that room later. So she's walking along. So this is the bar. <laughs> it's kind of one of my favorite places to hang out when I'm not messing around in engineering, or the medical bay, or the library, or the comms room. I do a lot of stuff. I'm technically the second mate. You do do a lot of stuff. I promise we do actually have a decently sized crew. It's just they all got reassigned to different stuff while Spectre and I went on this mission. Should be collecting some of them soon. Hopefully some of them will be at the base. We'll see. But yeah, best hall's right here. I've got the times here for when food is served. We sometimes we keep coffee going pretty much all day and there's some like snack stuff if you're hungry. Got the rec room over here and she opens the room and there's these different panels on the wall there's it's basically a very high-tech movie room slash game room fair to you maybe have seen like a entertainment room on the ship but the rest of y'all haven't and it was not quite like this i like to have a lot of game nights when we have well more than two people on here and often make sure y'all get to be part of one although we might have to teach you some new games but that's fine i like teaching stuff yes we have Game night, movie night, sometimes we'll act with other ships and watch stuff together. And I've had a really long time. <sighs> yeah. We were undercover for five years. I'm just so excited to be out of that suit. <laughs> she's still a little bouncy. She's calmed down some, but she's still rather bouncy and kind of energetic. And over here, she opens the door. We have the training room and... Kind of like the Federation training room, but on steroids. And there's racks of practice weapons of all kinds. Some that are weapons y'all have seen before, but they look more advanced. And like the guns, it looks more like they have energy canister looking things instead of places to put ammo in it. And as she's walking you guys through that, she's pointing out the different places where you can practice different stuff. And there's like one wall that's just got... Pieces of metal of varying lengths and shapes, and you know, we have this for the people who like to train in the more 
not so traditional kinds of combat. It's also really helpful so you can get practice fighting with just about anything because you never know when all you're going to have is like a lead pipe or a pe- or a clipboard. Can some of these targets take a take a magic spell? Yeah, there are more magic users in the Alliance than there are in the Federation. It's oh, I'm gonna have to explain some of those races to you. That's gonna be a fun time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the training simulations are kind of like the ones that they have at the Federation, except for ours actually can do replicas of magic spells. Oh, oh boy, that's fun. And you can find just about anything. Find just about anything over here. And as she walks down, she's like, okay. So we've got the crew quarters here. She points to several different rooms. This is my quarters, and then Spectre's quarters are right here. They're the biggest because she's the captain, and she has been for years. Has it been? I don't know. A hot second. About as long as the ship's been around. As she's walking back down the left hallway, she's sort of pointing at different rooms. And as she walks up to one, she's like, this is a pretty cool room. And as she like t- taps in the code to open, she's like, this is the anti-gravity chamber where we get to practice fighting in places with zero gravity. And as the door opens, you just see this giant humanoid lizard floating cross-legged. It looks like he's meditating. He's got just baggy trousers on, just a plain white shirt. His eyes are closed. He's got green scales, but there's a sort of crest of red scales. It kind of looks like mohawk, except for it just kind of goes back and down in his spine and... He's just sitting there meditating. You've never seen anything like this before. Tally, who's your friend here? Before you get that sentence out, she just immediately shrieks, Oh my gosh, Ty! And just jumps and tackles him. Tackles him in anti-gravity? Oh yeah, no, she does try. She is, it's, it's like a tackle hug. They both go flying across the room. They keep going, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, his eyes flash open, and before he can really respond, they both kind of hit the back wall. <laughs> and she's oh. just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were here, why didn't you say something? I piloted the ship here, I figured Spectra would have told you. She didn't tell me anything. She's probably distracted. And she kind of reaches over, taps some stuff on the wall, and they just gradually float down to the ground. And so, like, guys are kind of, like, getting their feet underneath, and she's like, Yeah, the mission kind of went sideways, and also, I, we made some new friends. Erda, Violina, Anima. This is Tirelish. He's one of our crew members. Nice to meet you. Hello. He nods to each of you and says, I had a feeling, based off of communications, that things weren't going to go well. That's why I was at the ready to bring the ship here. Spectra told me, though, that I should probably wait down here for a bit. Didn't want to shock your new friends. Yeah, probably a good idea. There aren't any Magikai in the Federation. Come on, give them him a tour. As he walks up to you, Violina, he just kind of gives a deeper bow. He's like, I appreciate your concern and suspicion and speaking with me on the Shadow Net. It's nice to be cautious, and I apologize if I made you uneasy. Well, one always has to have a certain amount of suspicion when talking to people in the Shadownet, but it is good to put a name to a face. That is very wise. As you say the hat, Telemira just kind of looks at it, gives him the, like, deep, seriously look, and she's like, You shout to them? That gives specific orders to not talk to anyone who wasn't Alliance. Mm. 
No, they're not going to be thrilled when they hear that. I knew of her and some of her reputation. I decided it would be trustworthy. Lest I had a feeling that these would be good friends to have. She just kind of nods. Again. Hi, Redcock. She says, Is this one of your, like, metaphysical spiritual things again? Sensing the universe? He just doesn't answer. Okay. Alright. Well, you wanna keep walking with us or keep hanging out here or you wanna go talk to Spectra? I believe I'll stay here for the time. I will join the rest of you later. I'm sure you three have quite a lot to wrap your heads around without having to go too deep into how strange the universe is. But I would love to talk to you later. It is a little bit overwhelming, but it's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. And he walks back into the anti-gravity chamber, turns the gravity back off, and just sort of floats up and gets back in his meditation pose as the door closes behind him. Tali's just like, he's a bit of a strange one sometimes, but I get used to him. I'm just so happy to have him back. Of any, like, things or questions? Not entirely sure. Does anyone else have questions? Yes, actually. Is his green color a nice green? <laughs> it's kind of like a foresty green. So, yes. The, the red scale is like a deeper red. He doesn't look exactly like Christmas colors. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that until he mentioned it. Me either, and I'm like, I just, I, I, my, my lizard man looks like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say his name again? You s I know his nickname's Ty, or shortened name. Um, Hilrish. I mispronounced it. T-Y-L-R-I-S-H. And what race is he again, did you say? He is Matokai. Matokai. Don't mind me just finding a pen. I forgot to take notes and all of a sudden I was like, wait. This is why we take notes. Part of why I picked it is because my brain's like, that looks a lot like ticklish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I would suggest tickling him, but okay. He is a very large humanoid lizard. So, like, taller than Anima, or...? I don't actually know how tall. I think I have a sheet for him here somewhere. Okay, just say, because Anima, I think, is 6'6". Six, six. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Alright. Anima's large. You'd have to be pretty big to be taller than Anima. It does not actually show how tall he is. Yeah, you're like a solid foot and a half taller than Farida. Yeah, you're like a foot taller than Vi, but Vi is not overly uh, intimidated by that. We'd have one of those, like, baby harnesses, two of them, and then I can put one of you on the front and one of you on the back and just carry you around. <laughs> that sounds like a great way to go into battle. <laughs> just warn Vi before you try that. Otherwise, you may get a nasty shock. Pranked? What? To buy her sleeve? Yeah. Knife? Which none of your characters know about, but yes. But I do. Me as a person, as yeah. Casey knows that. Yeah. Casey knows. Anima doesn't. Oh, Anima doesn't have any idea. <laughs> I love my knowledge. So, how are y'all processing things right now? How are your characters processing? I'd say Vi's analyzing. You said that Tally is the second mate? Yeah. Well, no, she's no, she's she's first mate. It's like the second in command. Okay. Cool. Okay. Phrasing. It's okay. Like I in just, English. I just wanted to make sure. 
Okay. Yeah, because I don't know if you can read my handwriting, but her quarters are right next to Spectra's. Yeah, okay. And then you said that Ty is the comms officer. I don't know if I ever actually decided what he does. <laughs> I thought you had Spectra say before that he was. I remember that also. I didn't write it down because eventually I stopped writing things down at some point last time, and I don't know when that was. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, are kind of getting better about taking notes, and your DM is terrible about taking notes, so it works out. I have out. been taking notes since the beginning, thank you! It's just that half of them are useless now, because... But are they? They are, because Spectra is and Tally instead of Shadow and Sona. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep accidentally calling them the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, none of the planets that I wrote down are important, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I specifically did write down that there were mushrooms as an export on whatever um, the... Yeah. Whatever um, the... Scion <laughs> Zero. Scion Zero. Yep, mushroom... That's yeah. the only thing I have for Scion is mushroom farm and city. Like, mushroom exports and city. <laughs> That's my notes for Scion Zero. Alright, so after the door closes behind him, Holly's going to say, You know, I can show you guys the upstairs later. Why don't I help you guys get settled into your quarters and you can take some time to get used to things and I need to go upstairs and check on engineering. I know whoever's been on here is taking good care of it, but I don't trust other people around my engines. She's gonna walk you over and assign you to your quarters. I know I only have two marked crew, but you each get your individual quarters, and they're probably gonna be, like, next to each other. And there's some others that have names marked on them, but the ones that you're given don't have that. And your quarters are surprisingly comfortable. You've got a double bed. You've got yourself a dresser and a closet, which are currently empty, but, you know, there's smaller floating pallets that have all your stuff on them. Tally tells you that you're welcome to take them in once you pick a room and set up however you would like. There's a desk area with a bookshelf. The bookshelves are empty, but she mentions if you want to borrow something from the library, you can keep it in your room. You can just to mark it down on, there's a little checkout sheet. And there's also a small computer terminal. And she explains that you can access most of the Alliance database information through there, as well as communicating with people. So if you want to work on something privately in your room, you're welcome to. It can't hold as much information at one time as some of the larger computers do, but you do have the ability to sit down and research information in your rooms. Okay. It's just if we really, for some reason, wanted to research for like hours at a time, it may be better to go to like the library for it. Yeah. Okay. Or, like, if you want to do something that's going to involve having a couple hundred tabs open, that's better to do in the library. Okay. <laughs> okay, then I'll do my research in the library. Speaking of research, I do have a question for you. Now that you're more approachable than a robot, are y'all cool with us learning to this? Ah, totally. I mean, we might be able to fit y'all with some communicators. We have to get some. I don't know if we have any more on the ship. Little devices that can help with communication. As long as the language is in our database, it can do translating for you. But we're all for you learning Dundas. I apologize that we had to use it in front of you guys a lot. It's just we didn't know what was going on. Uh, That's fair. We did kind of behind closed doors 
do an attempt at research on the matter. She just kind of shrugs and is like, that's totally fair. Yeah, what'd you expect? Come on. <laughs> oh no, I totally get it. It wasn't always this above board and straight-laced. And the captain were speaking a different language? Yeah, didn't, didn't she tell you about that? She definitely did. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, she did. Yeah, we asked about what they were saying since you have- Hmm. That's actually how she figured out you probably weren't actually made by the Federation. Because those Ashenforged don't understand anything other than common, and they can barely speak. Mm-hmm. It's okay, that happened about an hour. I see the heebie-jeebies, but also you guys have had a lot to process and not a lot of time. Oh yeah. Yep. I figured I'd let y'all just chill in your rooms for a bit. There's probably gonna be in about an hour or so. All right. Y'all can just kind of take some time to breathe until then. And then at dinner, we can tell you guys a little bit more. That was good. All right. Also, Violina, you do jewelry, right? Yes. That's also one of your avatars. Sort of, yes. Not in the shadow net, but yes. Let me show you something. And she takes you to takes another small room that looks kind of like its little workshop area. Okay. I haven't used this for a while, but if you want to, you can use this. There's also another space upstairs that I can show you guys later. It's more of a communal workshop area if you want to work on your own stuff around people. Okay. It's really up to you your stuff. And like at this point, she's taking you down the hall so you're not right next to Farida and Anima, unless you guys followed as Ellie kind of old Violina off. And she's gonna sand her breath. You were doing your research. Did you do any research into the name I was going by? Yeah. Did you know what that name meant before you chose it? Or what was attached to it? Okay, so you did find that out. Okay. Tally. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I know there were experiments that the Alliance shut down. And the project name was Sona. This will just be easier if I just tell all of you and she's just like, come here. <laughs> Walks back over to the others and... There is definitely a little bit of, of a mischievous glint in Farida's eye. Secrets are no fun. Does Farida say that? She's definitely thinking it. Her face, if someone were to insight check it, her, her face is saying secret secrets are no fun, but she's not going to say it out loud. She's not that kind of petty. Tally doesn't notice. She is a little preoccupied. She's going to sort of guide you all to the rec room just because there's more scenes. Like, y'all probably know some about this, but I've got a story to tell you guys. She shows you into the room and sits down. You notice she's, well, she's been kind of very bouncy recently. She's now seems a little bit more fidgety. Like, she's not super comfortable with the topic. And so she's just wringing her hands a bit and looks up at you, Violin, and says, so, what do you know about the name Sona? Let me see if I have notes. I know that there was a project, Sona, that was stolen from the Beacon Science Institute. The Beacon Science Institute was basically doing very unethical research. Oh, you can say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very bad research between the different biologic um, components between species. And Project Sona was stolen from there, taken to the Alliance, and the Alliance shut down the institution and destroyed everything. And this entire thing took place out of Federation space, but there wasn't much said besides that. I have a theory, but it might be our few say it. Okay. 
let's go back to the beginning. When I was younger, I was kind of a really big troublemaker, and I fell in with some not great people. And that particular group of friends I was with, we liked to steal and sell information. So right. one day, head of my group got the brilliant idea that we should break into Beacon and steal some of their research and try and sell it. It went very poorly. A more casual job. Uh, we knew it was going to be hard. Some of us were didn't, wanted to do it just so we could prove that we could break into their stuff. Because it's like breaking into a vault except for harder. So you had no idea what they were doing beforehand? We had no idea how they were doing what they were doing. They seemed very above board. Some of us might have been planning on blackmailing them. I don't remember. She's definitely a very friendly, open person talking about doing this kind of stuff. Did someone come to your group and mention that wanting this information? Or you just decided to do it for sort of for, for fun and hopefully for profit? I don't remember why we decided to do it. We might have just been bored. And a lot of trouble when we got bored. I understand. We got caught and I was somehow able to get something of a distress signal out before we were all taken into custody, put in several different rooms, and came part of what was designated as Project Sona. Okay. I don't remember what the name was for, but a thing about my people, the Dindus, like, thousands of years ago, we were enslaved by another race as far as anyone knows. It has not existed for a very long time, then got wiped out, but we were all enslaved for a while. Alright. And heard the scientists talking about they wanted to figure out what biologically made us more submissive? They wanted to see if they could replicate that. Replicate the extinct race. Now, they wanted to replicate what can make an entire species more submissive. That scared the shit out of me. Okay. So, long story short, I ended up kind of breaking out of the room and I was able to hide. I somehow got the response back from someone saying that they were gonna come help, so... I was able to stay hidden long enough to help her get in, and it was Spectra. Mm-hmm. I was so thankful, because I was in there for a while before I was able to get out. And she said she had heard my distress call and had been watching. So she got me out of there, and I was not in the best of shape. And I was able to steal a lot of the information on the stuff that they were doing. So we brought it to the Alliance. I told them everything about the stuff that I had done, too, because they saved my life and saved all of my friends, so... They were kind of sort of like criminals, and that was a fun time, so... We got extended therapy on top of the normal therapy that goes with coming out of that kind of situation. It took a while, but after that was done, I also got some training that proved that I was good with technology as well as with medicine and all the healing arts, so... I asked if I wanted to serve on a ship, and I said yes, if it was Spectra's. She saved my life. Okay, so after you got her response, you both were able to get the rest of your friends out of Beacon? It was after we had gone to the Alliance, and the Alliance was able to... I don't remember exactly how they did it, but they 
got into the Institute and basically had their people take down all of their defenses so they could get everyone out and into the appropriate therapy for things. Some of them mm -hmm. are criminals, so they also had to go through the extended therapy and mm -hmm. some career training. I think everyone that was part of an experiment was alright. Some of the scientists were, and it was clear not all of them were there willingly. Mm, okay. They were given a little extra of that extended therapy that they give all criminals. And I think they're, I don't know where they ended up. I think from what I've heard, they're doing all right. All right. And then the ones that were there willingly were sort of put. Oh, yeah. No, they're in special prison situations because they know how therapy is going to help yeah, no. fix that. When you said something about wanting to make more races submissive, your race was just, there wasn't a war that your race lost. It was just. They sort of ended up taking advantage of you? Or of, of your race? Or what? I don't remember. I've been terrible about studying history. Also, your DM does not know. <laughs> Alright. It was a really long time ago. But I think it was before the Alliance was formed. Okay. I have a question. Project Sona. That the Federation was going to do to that scout? Is it possible that the Federation got a hold of some of their information? Possible? Uh, not sure. I mean, theoretically, but I don't think so. The Federation's not all of them, but some of them definitely do have some interesting things going on, especially when it comes to races that aren't human. I'll probably are very well aware of that. You can say mm -hmm. that. Mm. Federation humans are just really weird. Yeah. Mm. That's why Spectra and I both agreed it would be best if I wore the suit instead of being openly an alien. Also, Dindus don't exist in that space. On the other side of the galaxy. Yeah. I have to take you by there sometimes. It's a nice place. Yeah, we were able to get a bit of information through the Shadownet about the Dindus, but not much at all. So. The Alliance is so much more open with their information. Federation humans are weird. I didn't know humans could be like that. I'm not sure if the whole race is at fault or if the governing body does not like beings that are not like them or are them. Oh no, I'm pretty sure it's the government. I've met other humans. They're really okay. cool. <laughs> as far as y'all know, there are not any humans outside of the Federation. Oh, okay. This would be the first y'all have ever heard. Also, in the Federation, they have more of the, the do wrong, you are imprisoned system. So, the fact that someone was a wanted criminal and just got extended therapy, that's different. Yeah. Huh. Really different. Sounds like sweet. Well, thank you for telling us, Tally. I... Yeah. Yeah. I figured you guys would find out eventually. Thought it'd be best if you found out from me. Are you in contact with any of your former group, or... Do you just sort of all drift apart? We all did kind of go our separate ways, but I keep in touch with them every once in a while. Yeah. Actually, some of them work in Alliance Research and Development, and I think one of them ended up being a scientist. I don't know exactly what he's studying. He does tend to bounce around a lot. Okay. He's wicked smart. And she and Ty did just make contact with the wall about half an hour ago. <laughs> what is that? Oh. No, Ty wasn't part of that group. I met him after I joined the Alliance. Oh, the other people who got caught. That's what you were asking about. I thought you were asking about the former mates. Remember? Oh. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the other crew members? Of course we... Well, not as much after we went undercover, but I definitely talked to them more than Spectre did. Just, I was going insane in that suit. That's understandable. Yeah, that suit sounds really practical. I'd love to talk to you about it at some point in the future. Okay. I mean, I might have magic to hide my face, but man, something about the whole ability to physically mask yourself. That's, that's pretty impressive stuff. It was really stuffy. It took a lot of favors to get that. I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, with your fame, you could probably get it. All right. Tally, on a sort of lighter note, about how many crew members are there on the Opal Star? Mm, it kind of varies depending on missions. We have some that stay on more regularly, which we need to go pick them up. I think they might be a little farther away, though. Ty's pretty common, but sometimes his people call him away. He's technically just here as a representative to help out, because we do a lot of exploration into... We don't go quite as far as some of the other exploration groups. If we did, we would already have a Bolero on board, just with how they work. They're fantastic at collecting and collating information. Uh, it's probably about two or three more people to pick up, and then we have to double check with the others that they aren't on something that's still ongoing. Science has a lot of stuff going on at any one time. I'm not sure how much you know, but you mentioned Ty having some sort of ability with belief with the universe? What did you mean by that? <laughs> Sorry, BJ. <laughs> I have it written down. Okay. The Mavikai are an interesting people. They're very counterbound, but they have a sort of dual nature about them. They're bound to, like, source of primordial energy. They believe that they're linked to the universe. I have no doubt that they probably are, but I still don't quite understand that. I would really love to. He will not explain anything to me. But this force that the Malachi are connected to, that's not the Crucibles? I think it probably is the Crucible. I don't know if they are entirely sure themselves. It's they're very sort of spiritual people. It's one of those things where, like, if you know everything about every single detail about what you believe in, it's hard to really call it faith instead of knowledge. But they treat their faith like knowledge. Okay. Really interesting. Because the Eldori have similar beliefs relating to Crucibles. Oh, yeah. He probably would love to talk to you at some point, but he's kind of shy. Quiet. But give it some time, he does open up more, and every once in a while he'll just start talking about stuff, and sounds deeply profound and vaguely confusing. Mm, okay. He's usually right. I think it warn us that things might not be as they appear before we left on this about five years ago. And the fact that he reached out to you, even though he wasn't supposed to, He's not the kind of person that does that, so there's gotta be some reason why. I, I don't know. I was wondering why he was talking to me, because he did mention that he knew Spectra, but it didn't seem like he was getting all his information from her. Oh, no, they were in touch pretty regularly. Well, just... Maybe he just didn't want to freak you out with how much he knew, or... Maybe. I, I wonder if Spectra was chatting with him while we were uh, doing this little mission. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was. I'll, though there were probably times where she couldn't speak to him and I could. Maybe. We 
both kept in pretty good contact with him. He's higher up in the Alliance than we are technically, and he's one of their representatives. Come. That's why he's here. There's like the core Alliance group that's sort of representatives of all races that kind of keeps the peace. And then there's more fringe Alliance groups. And that's where we come in. We all didn't used to get along all that great. And then that's how the Alliance formed was to help us figure out how to get along. And it just kind of kept going. It's kind of everywhere, but everyone has the freedom to do their own thing. As long as it's not, like, killing people, starting a war, doing unethical experiments, and right now they're telling people to give the Federation space until they can figure out the best way to approach. Yeah, the Federation should be... any contact should be thought through before being made. Oh, absolutely. I have no idea when Spectre gives her report. The Alliance is going to have a lot of really long meetings to figure out how best to do that in a way that doesn't start a war. But some strange things going on. They're like, Russian wars, they're just giving the heebie-jeebies. Just... Considering how cavalier they were about killing us all, I'm not exactly broken up if we do start a war with them. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the Federation as a whole as much as a single person. It is much, much, much easier to get back at an individual. Yes, and a war could make create a lot of casualties for innocent people. Yeah. yeah. We just absolutely do not want that to happen. That's right. kind of the entire point of the, the Alliance, is to help find peace. Help everyone figure out how to get along together and then learn more about the universe. That's fair. My bad. Is the Opal Star a sort of research and exploration ship? It's multi-purpose, but mostly a lot of research and exploration. We are equipped to answer calls, like if there's ever someone in trouble and we're the closest there. That's actually how Spectra rescued me, was she was piloting the ship nearby. We work odd jobs, mostly for the Ley Alliance, sometimes for other organizations. So was Spectra already in the Alliance, or is that how you both got into the Alliance? Was her rescuing you, and then you both going to the Alliance, um... She was in the Alliance for a pretty long while before I joined. Okay. She did help me join, and I've kind of stuck by her side ever since. She saved my life in a couple of ways. Even stayed in touch with me through therapy. It's good to have friends like that. Friends and I had to not talk to each other while going through the therapy, and then after a while we were able to do group therapy and figure out how to get along with our new selves. It was good. There's a lot more I could probably tell you guys, but let's... Now y'all get settled, I'm going to go check in, see if there's any new orders or anything, and then see about food. Alright. I'll be needing to drag Ty out of the anti-grab chamber, otherwise he's never going to leave. So I'm guessing that's his favorite room then? Yeah. I wasn't exaggerating when I said very spiritual. He says it's easier for him to feel at one with the universe when he's in a room with no gravity. That makes sense. Look at it, it's really peaceful to hang out in there. It's technically for practicing combat without gravity, but we definitely hang out. We all hang out in there a lot. If you feel like you're about to explode, I definitely recommend going in there. Alright. I gotta go take care of stuff. I'll feel free to wander around and check anything out you want. Actually, first off, I'm gonna go check on my engines, and she gets up and darts out of the room. <laughs> She's actually going to head to the stairs to go down, as the engines are on the bottom floor, which you guys haven't seen yet, but she said she would show you later. Or you can just kind of wander around wherever you want. 
If you two don't mind, I'm going to go to the library and start picking up the book. I'm going to go into my room, set down my worldly possessions, my backpack, adventures, kit, thing, and also the book that I got. Trashy romance novel fared up through at you. <laughs> That's the hey, one. You know I'm going to put that on my bookshelf. Oh, Anima's got stuff. Anima has a thing. She's <laughs> got one thing in her room. Oh, you could have also had a rusty fork if you decided to keep it. Did not keep it. Didn't keep the rusty fork. Oh, that's that's the solution. That'll solve everything. I should have kept the rusty fork. That's the that's <laughs> the thing that will beat the big bad at the end. Is the rusty fork. Yes. <laughs> Dang, I left it. Oh no. <laughs> now we'll never win. Yeah. I don't even know what the big bad is yet. It's a problem. No. Is what it is. <laughs> what it is. Violina, what are you doing? I'd probably drop off my stuff in my room because I am not a huge fan of it just sort of sitting out in the hallway. She left it down in the hallway so y'all could sort of choose which room you wanted. So I'll choose... A room, I guess, and then... Hmm... So, all of your rooms have windows, and there's a little Ooh. button where you can close the shutter if you want to. You can sit in your bed and stir at space. Nice. Uh, are these rooms on floor two? They're on floor three. They're on floor three? Yes. Yeah, there's a couple of them marked as crew, but the unmarked little squares on the sides can also be crew's quarters. Okay. Oh, floor B. Got it. Got it, got it. That's a three, it just was a one at one point. It does look like a B, though. And Tally said that there is a workshop on floor three, as well as the floor one. Yeah, there's a couple little rooms, and there's also, you have a desk, so you can kind of use that as a smaller workstation for, like, smaller projects. Okay. I'll probably take the room on the right side of the sheet. That's the second one from the bottom. That's a, that's across from the rec room in that hall walking distance from the bar <laughs> yes within walk distance of the hall the bar and within yelling distance of the mess hall and record if y'all don't know exactly which room you want it's fine okay cool thank you anima are you doing anything else after you set your stuff down i'm going to say that anima does not feel like sitting down wants to be doing something so I want to go to the training room. You just want to, like, hit something or shoot something? I haven't hit a thing in a while because we keep, like, <laughs> surpassing your fights. I would like to hit a you thing. You guys keep noping your way around my combat encounters. <laughs> we keep noping around your combat encounters, but I want to hit a thing. <laughs> want to roll a dice. All right, so... While you were there, Tali would have explained what the different areas are for things, and there's written explanations of like how to activate things on the wall, and some of it's in common as well as dentists, so you're able to read and figure out a way to either, do you want to hit a stationary thing, or do you want to hit moving things? I love that the training room is right on top of the library, so I'm <laughs> going to hear all of this through the floor. <laughs> Then do you think the walls of this spaceship are, Victor? How weak do you think Anima is? This is like super high-tech technology. Most of the races of the Alliance have been around longer than humanity has. Well, um, okay. we'll see what Anima has to say about that. I have a feeling I'm going to be listening to some fun stuff. 
Okay, but there is a 230-pound Goliath jumping around in the training room. Made of metal. Is the Ashen Forge made of metal? No, they're not made of metal. Partially. They're made of ash from the Crucible. I don't know what that is, exactly. The Crucible? They are more dense than most organic life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're made from ash from the Crucible. I don't immediately remember that. I'd have to pull out the rule book and reread that section, but... Then I would imagine it's like a density of like sandstone, which is still stone. Well, I think that we can actually figure this out by, by looking at your AC. What's your AC? With or without armor? With, because you're carrying that weight around too. Uh, bu- 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 I'm pretty sure is an 18, and that's with the shield. Yeah, okay, so yeah, I think some sound will make it. I mean, but they would have taken that into account when they designed the ship. Yeah. You just really want to hear Anima. <laughs> yes, I really want Anima to hit something really hard. Anima, do you want to hit moving things or non-moving things? Well, we can put this little argument to rest. This is straight from the Esper Genesis Volume 3 rulebook. Brains and sometimes the organs and parts of the deceased were placed into a bioengineered shell, then modified with sorium melding using an ash-colored substance that collects on the crucible surface. So there's some metal. It's also yes. space stuff. Space stuff, dead people, and maybe some metal. That's what that's what little ashen forged are made out of. <laughs> it's a lovely little stool. I would like to hit a stationary thing. Okay, so you walk over to one corner and strike up a thing and it lets you select what size you want your training dummy to be. And it makes it according to what you want. And you can just sit and wail on it as much as you want. Forms kind of like how the holograms formed in the Federation thing, but it looks more solid. When you hit it, it feels like you're hitting like an actual physical training dummy. And no matter how much you hit it, doesn't look like it's taken any damage. So I'm going to make it to be vaguely me-sized, because that feels right. Are you using, like, proper form, or are you just beating the daylights out of it? Uh, I'm gonna say we're gonna start with good form. You start out looking like you're doing combat training, and then the longer you go, you're soon just beating the daylights out of it. Smacking it. And it just, it just takes it. No matter what you do to it, it just takes it. You know what, that actually, that is really frustrating. It just kind of takes it. Also, I think, bored with that, oh, well, quickly, stop, and then go to something that moves. Okay. So you go over, and there's a raised platform for this one, but it doesn't have the same sort of glass walls. And as with before, the holograms are going to attack you. They're going to feel more solid, but it's one of those you don't have to move, they'll just run and attack you. And we can roleplay this out, or you can just sit there slicing things in half and watching them dissolve. Roleplay at least one, and then if anyone else has a thing that they would like to do, can do that. First one pops up and roll to attack. Also, did you tell it to give you beefier things to hit? I honestly don't know. If there is, like, a default, I'd probably just hit default. Okay. Yeah, so it's bigger than the last ones you fought, but it's not your size. Okay. Roll to 15 to attack. You just barely miss. <laughs> just barely. I'm gonna see if I can hit you. It was a 13, so that would be a no. 
Fessen, no, we just, we both whooshed. You got closer, though. Do you want to, you want to try again? I would like to try again, yeah. It's definitely not gonna hit. What was it? Twelve, seven plus five. Yeah, you miss again. I was just like, I'm gonna have this one be the thing you're fighting. I was like, oh boy, that thing's got an armor class of 16. <laughs> Almost got there. A level two Promethean Warrior. <laughs> See if it can hit you at all. That would be a no, it rolled a six. Okay. Right, one more time, can you hit it? <laughs> can I hit this thing? Come on. Sure, I'm not using the D12 instead of the D20. Yes, I'm sure. Darn. 19 total. You hit it. Now, roll me damage. So that is 1D8. Also, for the misses, it was less of a you missed and they were able to block it. Then you blocked them. Plus modifier is the damage modifier. Proficiency bonus plus you're using the saber, right? D8, so yeah, I am using the saber. I'm just gonna say that the saber is plus dex. Strength or dex, because it's best weapon. Whichever's better. <laughs> so that's a nine total damage. He's looking hurt, and you can actually see it looks like there's a wound somewhere you hit it. Okay. So it's like you're attacking an actual person, except for they're kind of made of pixelated light. You can continue fighting. It, it throws one at you at a time, and every time you get hit, you don't feel it as much, but there's like a little bar at the top that measures. And it's one of those where like, once it estimates you would be unconscious from the damage, the simulation ends. You can stay there attacking and fighting things as long as you want, or until you get told, hey, it's food time. Just to help with that though. I guess if they can't find me, they won't know to ask me, but stick around here for a while. They'll they'll probably be a little nuts, like, hey, food in X amount of time. So when that happens, if you would like to go up and help, you can. What are the rest of you doing? Vi's actually gonna go into her room and she's gonna check up with her mentor. Just sort of let them know a bit of what's going on. And then probably head to the library. Need to have an out-of-character conversation about your mentor, because that could be some fun stuff to mess with. Yeah, I know. I need to get that put down. <laughs> Everyone has all these fun backstory characters and we're just sitting here looking at it and be like, What am I gonna throw at you? You're gonna hurt our cinnamon roll? Stanley, your cinnamon roll? Is she? I don't know! <laughs> of them all, I think, yeah, you're kind of- You and probably Tally are kind of the cinnamon rolls of the group. So you go to your room and then you go to where? The library. Okay, and Faraday, you went straight to the library, right? Yeah, I think having having been shown where our rooms were, I just like, okay, my stuff's there, whatever, and then I go to the library. Aboard the Opal Star is an Esper Genesis 5e actual play podcast DM'd and produced by Brianna Toiber as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, and I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel the Eldori. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what we're doing and would like to support us, please consider leaving a review or donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial.